With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kane's Country Podcast back again. And we have uh, two weeks worth of really interesting hockey news to go over. Uh, lots to lots to talk about here. Uh, my name's Brett Finger, and I'm joined by Andrew Schnicker and Ryan Hankel, per usual. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Had a uh, had a quality Thanksgiving yesterday, uh, and uh, I've I've had a. We'll get into this later, but uh, I've had a good morning. <laughs> I'm doing good as well. Yeah. So uh, yesterday was Thanksgiving. Uh, today is Friday, November 27th. That'll be the day this episode goes up. We're recording uh, early afternoon here. Um, how was y'all's uh, holiday? It was good. Yeah, I did spend it with my parents and my brother. Just a small, low-key, safe affair, but it was good. We had some uh, some good food, watched some football, and uh, yeah, football. we had a good time. <laughs> Bad football, indeed. Going to watch my boy Alex Smith curb stomp the Cowboys, though. That was fun. Yeah. I feel like the Cowboys curb stomped themselves, but Alex Smith did contribute a good bit. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how was your it's day? True. It was good. You know, I just also with my parents. Just good. laid low, made some mac and cheese and some cherry pie. It's always it's a good time. Good. It's always a good time. Um, and now we move on to the last couple weeks of Hurricanes news, and there's a lot to go over in a sense from a certain point of view. Um, let's start with the reveal of the new throwback jersey. Uh, unsurprisingly, this is another Hartford Whalers jersey this time. It's a gray-silver jersey from uh, 1979, I think, the how they modeled it. Uh, Pucky the Whale's on the shoulder. The classic Whalers uh, logo is on the front. Uh, thoughts on the new quote-unquote new jersey andrew i really like it i like um i like the pucky shoulder i'm not a huge like i don't think i would like like a main jersey logo of pucky but i like it on the shoulders and i think i just think it's a really good looking jersey i I like the color scheme the way it kind of pops with the gray green and blue um yeah i like it a lot yeah i mean like i like it too i think for me, the biggest like thing I like is having Pucky the whale on the shoulder, because like two years ago we already did get a whaler jersey reveal, so it's not as hype as it could have been. But yeah, we got Pucky the know, whale as a mascot. But Pucky well. the whale is pretty cool. I just always thought he was just an, a fun mascot. Yeah. yeah. If if Whalers Night hadn't have already been a thing, like if we were still on that whole like, okay, come on, the Hurricanes really need to wear, wear Whalers gear again one day, and then they revealed this, then I think it would have been like a absolute bombshell yeah for sure uh this is the third one because they had the home and the away uh so there there are two seasons ago they had that um yeah it's, uh it's it's good i mean it's a good jersey obviously the whalers have very good jerseys uh i'm starting to grow a little fatigued of hartford whalers jerseys um but 
then again, the Hurricanes, it's not like they have a rich history of jerseys to fall back on. So, um, this kind of, it kind of is what it is at this point, but, uh, obviously they're, they're good, really good jerseys. They're kind of, uh, legendary uniforms for a reason. And, uh, they're definitely good. We can move on to, uh, the new practice facilities. So, um, the weight competition center in Morrisville was, uh, opened up, uh, players have been there practicing, uh, informally in preparation for the season. Uh, I know the, it was open for a media tour. Uh, Andrew, you were there, uh, I believe with Katie. So how does that go? It went, yeah, it was great. They, um, I think it was last Thursday. They did a media tour. Um, it was Jeff Amons, who's the developer for the whole facility. And then, uh, Pace Sagister, one of the hurricanes PR guys took us on a tour. It is, it's incredibly impressive. I mean, the hurricane space itself, um, which, if you guys want to, you know, the story is up on our website. Katie Gallick, our staff photographer at Kane's Country, took some really great photos of the new space. So definitely go check that out. But I mean, you walk where we, we kind of started in like the Hurricanes area. So they've got like a big open player lounge and workout area, really nice locker room, all kinds of facilities. I mean, there's an equipment room, there's a meeting room, there's general manager's office there's a coach's office there's um a finished sauna there's hot and cold tubs it's um and then you go in and there's you've got two rinks um at both nhl size i believe one seats 1200 the other seats five those are really nice there's going to be an open area with like restaurants and stuff there's um there's actually a sports academy as part of it so there's classrooms and it's not just i mean the hurricanes i mean this is going to be a big thing for the whole Raleigh hockey community. I know NC state hockey has a beautiful locker room there and they're going to be playing there. Um, I think Duke club hockey has got a room there. There's a USPHL junior team, the junior canes. Um, there's a U19 girls team that had that is going to play there and has a locker room. So great for the hurricanes, obviously um, when you consider what they're coming from, I mean, picture like the polar opposite of Raleigh center ice in your mind and you probably wouldn't do that this justice so I think it's going to be great for the Hurricanes I think it's going to be another thing that makes players want to come and play here and I think it's going to be great for the overall Raleigh hockey community as a whole too RIP RCI but uh, I think it's a necessary it's a necessary sacrifice at this point imagine if like for like when they wore their reverse retro jerseys next year, they go to RCI, you know, just to complete the just, throwback. Just so it's really, <laughs> so it's retro. really a throwback. They practice. They have to go in, in the they, they'll go to a dinky practice facility in Hartford uh, next year to practice ahead of the game. Um, and play in Raleigh. And play in Raleigh. And also go like smoke in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, cigarettes in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually I'm looking at one of the pictures that we got right now. And the funny thing is it's there's a there's like a mural on kind of one of the back walls of the workout area and the practice facility. And it's like it says win the day and it says one and oh, and there's like a collage of pictures. One of the pictures that's already up on it on that wall in there is of the Sebastian Ajo goal after he toe dragged Tony D'Angelo into another dimension in the uh qualifying round against the rangers so they have wasted no time in making that shot a, a part of hurricanes lore yeah 
good. Also, the Trochech flex. That's like one of my favorite. When he won yeah, that, that face a, off that of flex, really it's one. such yeah. a good picture. It is. There's a picture of the Svetch on the bottom as well. The like hit the first lacrosse goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> bunch of jerks. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 talked about the new practice facility. Uh, Ryan, this week you wrote a prospect roundup, and now that. Uh, in some places in the world, hockey is underway. That that means uh, some Hurricanes prospects are also playing uh, at European leagues and, and junior as well, or the junior championships are coming up as well. So recap that for us. Yes, I just like because I've wanted to take some time during the off season, maybe look at more prospects, and then I came to the conclusion that there's 14 different leagues of the Canes of prospects playing in yeah. all throughout like Europe and North America. So I figured I would. It might be a good idea and be great for some of the fans too to just kind of gather up all the data, like just a weekly recap of here are the stats, here are the games they played this week, the stats, like what line they played on, their time on ice, shots of goals, stuff like that. Try to find gifts of their goals and whatnot. And from what from the last week that I watched, you know, the Euro leagues, a lot of the Canes prospects were kind of more quiet. Uh, the SHL though, uh, Goonler's been doing really good with Brinus. Uh, Selgren's been doing really good for Luna's top line. Drury's been playing this 2C for the Lakers. The one question mark not been getting a lot of playing time. That's an interesting one. It's not like great to see them not getting the like the time you want to see out of like your higher expected prospects. But uh, the one league that really did impress me was the NCAA. It came to two prospects there. Uh, Kevin Wall, who is on a three-game goal for game pace until it just ended Tuesday and Jack LaFontaine, who has won four straight to start the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, we always talk about, you know, Kane's goaltenders We're like, who's going to be, we have no idea. LaFontaine, a lot of people have kind of almost written off, but he's having a lot of resurgence this year. And it could be bode well because a lot of the other Kane's goalie prospects are not getting playing time that much currently. Yeah. Uh, LaFontaine, so just 22. He was a draft pick, I believe a third round pick a few years ago. He bounced around a bit, didn't get a lot of playing time in a lot of places, and now, in uh, in Minnesota, he's he's getting that that opportunity and doing very well. Uh, he wasn't Michigan, didn't really get the opportunity, and it's good to see him have some success. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, good stuff. And our last bit of hockey news is that the Hurricanes likely will not have an ECHL affiliate this upcoming season. Uh, this is going to be the first time in a, presumably a very long time the Hurricanes haven't had an ECHL team. Uh, they used to have the Florida Everblades. Then they had the Greenville Swamp Rabbits last season. And now with all this kind of questions up in the air um, with Greenville, it will now be Florida's ECHL affiliate going with Charlotte to to that organization, uh, the Hurricanes appear as if they won't have a singular ECHL affiliate. Um, thoughts on a, a kind of differing from, from the norm? Uh, I mean, there's like, I think Florida actually hadn't had one until like 2015 before this. And there's been a handful of teams that don't haven't had them, you know, and Brian wrote a really good column about this, but I mean, the thing is, with how young the NHL is these days and how you have so many players that go straight to the league or straight to the AHL, you really aren't using the ECHL as much 
as a developmental league anymore. You know, there's not as much of a path, it seems like, anymore for regular ECHL players to the NHL. So I don't, I don't think it's that big a deal, and I don't think it's going to be super unusual. Yeah, it's – I mean, who – what what notable prospect for the Hurricanes came from Carolina's ECHL affiliate, or or I'm sure there's someone who has uh, maybe not Carolina's ECHL affiliate, but someone else's. Um, I think of it, with regards to prospects recently, Stephen Lorenz played down there, and he had a big year in Charlotte last year, but he's not an NHL player, at least not right now, and we'll see. He, he needs to build on what he did last year. Um, the goaltending, you know, there's fewer goalie spots in every league, so the Hurricanes have used the ECHL for goaltending uh, development at times, but, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't feel like a very big deal. And that's all the hockey news. Uh glad we got to all that um and if you're looking for more hockey content i apologize you will not find this here you will only find uh geek out mandalorian content here for the remainder of the episode because this is friday the 27th chapter 15 of the mandalorian dropped 13 13 of the mandalorian (laughs) dropped for some reason i thought in my mind there's 10 episodes in season one but chapter 13 of the Mandalorian dropped and uh, big reveals. So if you haven't watched Mandalorian or if you're interested in the Mandalorian, um, spoiler alert. Spoiler wall. Spoiler wall. Spoiler wall. Get out now. Yeah. So uh, what pretty much everyone expected, this is a really poorly kept secret. Uh, Ahsoka Tano made her live action debut in the episode this week. Um, we had a couple of episodes before this uh, where we saw Bo-Katan, which was awesome. Uh, I love that episode. Um, but yeah, we have these past two ep- or Did we talk about Bo-Katan in the last episode? I don't remember. I can't I, remember if we did. I don't think we did. I believe it, we did. Cause, cause, did we? Because I think that I think episode we did. came out on that Friday and we recorded on well, Yeah, Thursday. we wouldn't have watched it yet because we usually yeah, record we on Thursday. We would have missed it by a day. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there was also that that happened. So there's Bo-Katan, and then this past week's episode, I barely even remember what last week's episode was. Um, it was, uh, they blew up the base when they went back. Yeah, the last week's episode was... Oh, last was... week's episode was awesome. I loved that episode. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't have the connections that these these have happened. It was very good. Yeah, I very much enjoyed that episode. We, we got a lot more backstory on what they would want the child for, um... I'm not calling the child by that name yet. Uh, give me time. I'm not doing it yet. Uh, so, I've already forgotten it. Red, you're not a big fan of Grogu? Uh, That's what it was, Grogu. Yeah, I was going to say Bakugan, whatever he's called. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thoughts on the, the past couple of weeks. I might I might have I might have hot takes. So, uh, Andrew, you want to start? Oh man, it's, it's been. I mean, as a huge Clone Wars and Rebels fan, for I mean, seeing Bo-Katan, which I think it had been revealed that we were going to get Bo-Katan. Um, I don't. This, think, was it official? 
It was rumored, but no. As soon, I mean, as soon as like he was on the ship and they jetted down, and I saw her armor, I was oh, like, yeah, "Holy yeah. shit, that's Bo-Katan. And They also Bo-Katan said her name. Uh, oh, are yeah. you are you talking about Bo-Katan? I am talking about Bo-Katan. Okay, I was talking about Ahsoka. Never mind. No, I'll I'll, I'll start with Bo-Katan and I'll get into Ahsoka. But um, no, I mean that was cool. She's a cool character. Um, I think I believe her voice as actress from the TV animated shows actually played her in the um, uh, yes. Katie Sackhoff, Katie I believe Sackhoff. her name is, and she did a really good job. And that was that was a fun episode. Last week's was really cool with them, you know, like Ryan said, blowing up the base, and you get the backstory for kind of why the remnants of the Empire want the child and what Moff Gideon is up to. And then today. Ahsoka Tano live action debut. I mean, I that was incredible. I mean, getting to see her live action, um, seeing her right away too. I didn't think we were gonna get that. I mean, like mm-hmm. first scene, you see the white lightsabers spark up, and I was like, oh my god. Um, but no, I mean, it was awesome. I thought, obviously, as expected, Dave Filoni did a phenomenal job with that episode. Um, all hail Dave Filoni. Um, and Ahsoka, I thought Rosario Dawson, it clearly was a great choice casting-wise. I, th- I thought she did a fantastic job of bringing that character to life. And just as, I mean, I watched Star Wars The Clone Wars when it came out. So, I mean, seeing Ahsoka today, like, that kind of brought me back to my childhood. I mean, that was really cool. It was really well done. And, um it set up a lot of other potential characters and threads that we could be bringing into this show as well. For sure. Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to take it back to the last episode before this one episode was the 12. I was like, I really, it gave me a lot of new, yeah. It gave me a lot of like new Hopian vibes. Like they got to go find this console kind of like the, the activate the tractor beam, the, running through the hallways, sneaking around. It really just felt like new hope almost. There's a lot of like feelings of it. But I really like they had such like little little plot pushers that like you're really like adding questions like this like these people that they're like cloning, like to try to like I guess inject with the blood of Grogu <laughs> to make them force sensitive or whatnot like it's a like, huge question like what is this experimentation and then the, yeah, um, a bunch of theories the, about it then the dark shadow troopers like at the end and like gideon gets the call that they've been tracking uh the razor crest and like you see that just these like dark armored like troops or whatever and like what are these guys like what are they capable like who are they type yeah and, like i really um, like that yeah and now it, now that they're tracking i mean he can show up at literally any time in any episode now and there's there's always that possibility that uh, Gideon's going to show up at any time because they're tracking the ship, and I like that. I like how there's you know there's always a possibility that he could show up. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed last week's episode. I thought that was one of my favorites so far, with the the cloning attempts and the Camino uh, garb from those two officers who, you know, they, they came in and then the, one of the, the, I guess officers or whatever you want to call them, 
said shoot the shoot like the whatever the I don't even know what you'd call that like the little futuristic podium of information <laughs> I don't even know but he said shoot it uh, and shoot the evidence and they shot up the the thing but they were they of course died and then they got access to that clone officer from the first season and you saw him relaying information back to Gideon about failed experiments and all that no it's like are they is this like a pre or like a the early stages of Snoke or is it a an attempt by Gideon to transfuse blood into him or is it to build some kind of army of force sensitive people uh they're working for Palpatine yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things and interesting possibilities. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of processing the Ahsoka Tano episode. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge uh, fan of Rebels and Clone Wars. I love the character Ahsoka Tano. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. She was to- uh, Rosario Dawson was an absolute badass in the episode, like she is always. Uh, she was really good. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see where it all leads. Obviously, they name dropped Grand Admiral Admiral Thrawn at the end, so it kind of felt like a backdoor pilot of sorts. Kind of, it might be signaling towards a spinoff. You can't even call it a spinoff, an, an Ahsoka Tano series of of some stories. What it kind of felt like to me. Um, and obviously, if you watch Rebels, you know that with those connections comes Ezra Bridger and you wonder where all that is going to go. So that, that was one of the biggest things I got from that episode. Um, but yeah, she was really cool. I really like Rosaria Dawson, uh, her little battle with the, I believe her, the, the woman who was basically running a slave city of sorts. Uh, I think she is like a, architect in like the imperial navy um or something to that effect um so she's obviously under uh grand admiral thrawn it was they had a nice little toe-to-toe little battle she also got uh aggressive with din Djarin or the mandalorian so that was interesting and of course the the child got a name rogu Roku, yeah, I love Roku. <laughs> Avatar Roku, yeah. Um, you can stream The Mandalorian on Roku. You can stream Disney Plus on Roku. Um, <laughs> that's probably just—is that just brand placement? Is this just an ad for uh, for Roku? It's possible. I think it's just an ad for Roku. I just looked through all of it, uh, but I'm not going to—I'm reg- not calling that child by his name for for a little bit his name is baby yoda i don't know i, I think i kind of wanted it to just like remain the child the child, child for a little longer because i think a lot of what i like about it is that he's so mysterious and i think the more the the more mystery you take away from it it gets less cool by uh, a little bit um well go ahead I was going to say, well, we also found out, I mean, really interesting 
that he he wasn't just like a force sensitive being out in the galaxy. He yeah. came from the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, somehow was hidden and survived um, Order sixty six and Anakin's attack attack on the temple, and was taken from there by I guess parties unknown. So we got to figure that out too. I mean that's really that's interesting to to see what if we ever find out you know what exactly happened there yeah um so that means he definitely has you know there's there's like you know stuff about how the the empire had um you know lists of force sensitive beings uh, that were not killed. Uh, the game Jedi Fallen Order, if any of y'all played it, uh, that went into a little bit more detail um, about how the Empire had, or there was a there was a holocron who that had like the list of names. They destroyed it um, at the end of it. So there's definitely force sensitive people still running around after the the fall of the new republic and then uh the old republic or not the old republic the uh i guess the rebels the middle republic yeah after or after the fall of the empire um yeah so yeah this is this is interesting because uh you know they they're going now to typhon uh which is an ancient jedi homeworld that's very lively in the force and now we're gonna see if anyone senses baby Yoda's presence there or the child's presence there or Roku's presence there um so yeah who do, do we have any guesses on who's gonna be that person well is that one of the places that they went to on rebels <sighs> I don't there was a couple of temples that Kanan and Ezra and Ahsoka went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. I Looking at like know. the, uh, I hadn't heard. It doesn't have. It doesn't have an appearance. Oh, like the Wikipedia doesn't have an appearance in Rebels. Yeah, like the, as far as I know, this was like way, way in the distant past, before everything. Um, I believe it's like it's the first planet where the had like the first like active society of force users. It's like the originating okay. planet of the force, um, at least as like a society. I don't know if that's canon or if that's just uh, extent or legends or if it's like officially canon, but uh, that's what I know it as. So it'll be interesting and. I mean, as far as who's going to be, like, it could be Ezra. We know he's out there. I mean, like, I'd be surprised if they're going to go that route and try to cast him as a younger version now with a different actor. But, I mean, in theory, it could be Luke, right? It very much could be Luke. It could oh, very man. much you be... Have... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, could you imagine a meeting between Ahsoka and Luke with like full realization for who each other are. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, it could also be a force ghost of some sort, be that Qui-Gon or Yoda or whoever. 
there's I think there's a lot of possibilities of what could happen, and um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Do, do do we have any? Do you guys have any bets on who that's going to be? Maybe the, maybe he doesn't re- reach out into the forest at all. Who knows? But I don't think it's going to be Luke. I I can't quite see them going that route. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't have any. I don't have any because it's like it's. I have no idea what direction they possibly want to go. I don't know either. Um, I don't know. I, I guess in part Ezra of, is probably the logical choice given the direction we've already gone with all of the rebels' connections. Yeah, it would be interesting because I feel like they're they're setting up an Ahsoka series in live action. That's what it felt, because you have a lot of unfinished business in Rebels, and you see here that she's still after Thrawn, and obviously Ezra Bridger. So I I feel like that's a direction they might be going in. And I don't know how much more Ahsoka's going to be in this series, but um, yeah, but she was, uh, I thought Rosario Dawson was really good. Was that it? We good? Is that it? Yeah, I don't. I don't have much else to add. The right. the one other thing I thought was cool with the Ahsoka thing was the callback when she senses um, Grogu's fear and anger, and she's like, yeah. "Uh, uh-uh, I've seen where this goes. I'm not dealing with that." <laughs> I don't know, Brett. Did you have any other hot takes? You said you might have had a few. Um, I'm not so hot on this episode this most recent episode with Ahsoka, I can't, I don't know why. Um, It's weird. It didn't hit super well with me. Maybe I have to rewatch it. Um, I'm a huge, huge uh, Clone Wars Rebels fan. I'm a huge Ahsoka fan. I'm a huge Dave Filoni fan. Um, I thought the episode was really strong. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's the best of the series. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it is. Uh, but you know, I, I think a lot of it depends on where this is going. Uh, what I am afraid of is I'm afraid of this series becoming too reliant on stuff that we already know. Like I, I, I don't want it to get too too familiar. Like I'm cool with it uh, incorporating a lot of known stuff, but I'd like for it to kind of branch out. Uh, and it has a lot uh, for for the last little bit. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes from here, I guess. Um, but another interesting thing uh, we saw as Din was walking out to Ahsoka Tano, you saw Morai, which was, if you watched Clone Wars, uh, she was the daughter um, and from the planet Mortis, or the world of Mortis, and it was this kind of thing where there was like a father, a son, a daughter. The daughter was the good. The son was the dark. And then the father kept them both in balance. And there was this whole story arc in Clone Wars where Anakin was supposed to take over uh, as the the father. And then obviously he didn't. Uh, and there was an owl out in the woods. And Morai essentially sacrificed herself for Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars. I'm not going to go all into that, but the, and then after that, the owl kind of follows her around 
and there was an owl in the forest that I thought was a very cool uh, nod from Dave Filoni. What I I, th- I heard like the sound a couple times that you heard mm-hmm. in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels whenever more I would be there. Yeah, and it, there was an owl on a tree branch over Din as he walked through the forest, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, this was definitely a Dave Filoni episode because there are also uh, Lothcats uh, scattered yeah, that, throughout the city as well. Cool. I was like, "Yep, Dave Filoni <laughs> is definitely making this episode." Um, but yeah, I think I think we got to all of it. Did we get to all of it? I have one more so, hot take. Go for it. What well, I think it's just complaint about all stars in general. How is everyone so technologically? superior they get in like a random vehicle i've never flown imperial spacecraft button i hit six buttons flip two switches flying good go well you know my, i mean i'm just know, laughing when you, when you live in the galaxy far far away you know you just gotta you gotta be able <laughs> you to pick improvise. up a thing or two yeah yeah i just remember like chapter 12 and they got in that little tank thing and then uh grief just goes and hops on the gun flips about four switches hey man, and hits two stuff, <laughs> man. you know he's a he, he's been around the block a little bit yeah, there's, there's, just some, there's some fun. Yeah, that's like one of the funny Star Wars tropes. There's a lot of Star Wars tropes, like, uh, like the speed of which people get from place to place. Uh, you know, and they in that episode, Din's ship, which was like really messed up, got fixed in like four minutes, so he was able to help save the day at the end of the episode. Those there are a lot of those Star Wars tropes that you know you you notice and you're like you know what this is this is star wars this is gonna happen so hopefully there's gonna be some uh hockey news. there has to be if they want to start on january 1st we're kind of yeah we gotta hurry this thing up a little bit gary batman's 82 games yeah we gotta get those 82 games in right totally gonna be an 82 game season um nhl double headers baby yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, that's all that we have for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canes Country Podcast. Hopefully we'll have more hockey stuff next week or in two weeks. Um, where can the fine listeners of this show follow you on Twitter and only Twitter, Andrew? At A-S-C-H-N-I-T-T-5-3. And Ryan? At R-Y-A-N-H-E-N-K-E-L underscore. And you can follow me at Brett underscore. Actually, no, I changed it. There's no underscore now. It's at Brett Finger on Twitter. I was about to say, I thought I noticed you had yeah, changed it. Yeah, no more underscore. Uh, this it's, it's 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 just at Brett Finger on Twitter, at Kane's Country on Twitter as well. Read the site. Uh, and or Ryan was talking about the prospect roundup. That's great. Uh, there's a lot of good content on the site. Subscribe slash follow the Kane's Country podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Review. Uh, rate, say only good things about us. Um, and we will be back in probably two weeks to talk about probably more Mandalorian and hopefully some more hockey. We'll, we'll figure it out together. Goodbye.